Amen. Isn't God good? Yeah. Meets all our provisions and all our needs. Ask and you'll receive. Eh? Amen. We're not only going to need this washer, we're going to get a new step. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> God is good all the time. Lovely to see you this morning. You're in the building and those in Zoom. Lovely to see SB here. He's away off in his trips again tomorrow. So I think it'd be nice to pray for him. Yeah, you want to join me now? Father, we just thank the Lord for this lovely couple, their dedication to you and their service, Lord. And we pray for the SB, Lord, as he goes again on his journeys and his travels, Lord. And I say, Lord, you go before him, Lord. Lord, if we know your presence and your joy, Lord, and your peace. We pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, you'd smooth away any obstacles, Lord, and any adversity comes away, Lord, you just give them deliverance and protection in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray your love and your concern and your presence, Lord, in the family at home, Lord, that they would know your comfort and strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to teach another wee chorus, but if you haven't been saved before the 50s, you'll not know it. <laughs> I'm, I'm in despair of this. Come here. Sunday school here. Well, I don't know what Sunday schools you went to. You don't know these choruses that I know. <laughs> I'm going to get a test Graham's uh, musical skills and pick up tune. I don't know if anybody knows it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Even Sandy knows it. Yeah, even the Baptist knew this. I don't know what the Brown did. They didn't teach you this, Graham. I'm sorry. No, I was singing the Gospel Express. It was a non thing I was Some new thing. Amen. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. He is a friend so true. No matter what your troubles are, Jesus will see you through. Sing when the day is bright. Sing through the darkest night. Every day, all the way. Let us sing, sing, sing. Right, you got it now. We're going to sing it again and rejoice in the truth of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Trust in the Lord and don't despair. He is a friend so true. No matter what your troubles are, Jesus will see you through. Sing through the darkest night, sing through the darkest night, every day, all the way, let us sing, sing, sing. Hallelujah. We'll be starting the choir on the seventh of May. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. God is here. And that to bless us. No, he's got a word for you today. The Bible says, Lord, listen. No, give them ears to hear. And I want to tell you this. Don't expect God to come and say, you're going to meet a tall, dark, handsome man tomorrow. Huh? But what he's going to say to you is something he's already been saying to you. He's just going to confirm it to you and bless you. So keep your ears open and listen to the Lord. But I'm going to have a reading from John's Gospel. John's Gospel 
is a wee bit different from the other three, which are called the Synatic Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John speak about the deeds of Jesus, the things he did. John speaks about who he is. John wants you to know who he is. He writes, and he tells you in his own uh, gospel, what is, is the reason for his purpose is just written that your joy might be full. I want to tell you, you know, there's joy in the kingdom. You know, you don't need to sit like you're in the dentist's waiting room. Yeah. The kingdom of God is joy, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know, the thing is, you know, you can be joyful when you're miserable. You know, that's possible. In miserable circumstances, you can be joyful. Paul and Silas were had their feet in the stalks and their backs were sore and were in prison. And what did they do? They sang hymns. Sang hymns. See? Pushing through the pain and the joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. He says, I've written that you may have eternal life. I've written that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That was his purpose, you know. Not just to fulfill the gospel, repeat the stories that the other three had written, but they might know something of the experience. So we're going to read John, the person in John 6, reading from verse 20. No, I'm not reading from verse 16. And when evening was now come, Jesus and his disciples went down into the sea and entered into the ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus was not yet come to them. So they went their own. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So within the road about five and twenty or thirty thermals, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship. And they were afraid. But he saith unto them, It is I. Be not afraid. And that verse 20 is my text this morning. It is I, be not afraid. You know, the disciples sit, yes, you know. They're seasoned men. They're seasoned sailors. They're at home in the water. But they're out in the dark. And they're rowing and rowing and getting nowhere. I mean, once we were in there, various places we went for holiday, you know. I've got to look at the photos. Anne had the swimming costume. And I want to know what place that was. I'll see what costumes he's wearing. That's the only way I remember what that'd be. Anyway, we got we out in a, in a glass bottom boat and it passed this wee airline thing. We said, that looks good. We should get it. It didn't look too far. So the lads and I got a pedal boat and went out to this wee island. And that was all right, you know, but we couldn't come back. <laughs> We pedaled and pedaled and pedaled and pedaled and pedaled, but the tight was going the other way. <laughs> and I think that these disciples are laughing. They were rowing and rowing and making no headway. And it was that. And suddenly a storm flew up. You know, that's what happens to your life, isn't it? Just suddenly you're sailing along, life's rosy, life's one, and suddenly something comes up, throws you unexpected. Storm in your life. And they were afraid. <laughs> and then they come over to see this ghost. They see this man walking in the water. And they think it's a ghost. 
and they're, they're even more afraid now. Jesus says, all right, don't be afraid. It is I. It is I. I know what storm you might be going through this morning in your life, what's come up that's going to throw on you and shook you. Or what you're afraid of may come up. You know, we spend half our lives worrying about what might come. What might come and it never comes. A lot of fears are based on perception of what might be. That's the trick of the devil. But they saw Jesus and they thought he was a ghost. Now, some of us, that's how Jesus is a ghost in our lives. Some airy fairy thing out there. Jesus, don't be afraid, it is I. I, the I am. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the way. I am the truth. It's me. I am. And what did they do? They brought him on board. They brought him on board. He's not a ghost in your life. He's meant to be on board. I'll never leave you. nor forsake you. He's one that sticks closer than a brother. Huh? Nothing, he says, can separate you from the love of God. Keep him on board. One is beating this morning about fear. The whole world, the spirit of the world today is fear. This pandemic has crippled the world all over. There's fear. It's going to run out of control. We're going to die. No. The economy is going to collapse. Fear in every side surrounding us. Spirit of fear. What are you fear for this morning? What are you anxious about? Finance? Well, we need a new dishwasher, we got it. <laughs> And the wee story once they Anne and I had moved house, you know, we've, we've had 15 houses. We've been in this one 25 years because we learned to wash the windies. <laughs> <laughs> but we moved house once and it was a bad time for house selling and the house didn't move and it was empty for three months and we had a bus bite. And the uh, insurance wouldn't pay out because it had been empty for three months. And uh, we got this bill, I can't remember what it was, 900 pound or something, which we didn't have. And we were kind of worried, oh, we're going to get this money, what are we going to do, you know? And I woke up in the middle of the night saying, there's a verse of scripture says, I can bring forth out of nothing. So I'm sitting in the middle of the night looking through my Bible, and I says, what are you looking at? I said, I'm looking for this verse, God can bring forth out of nothing. Well, very good, she says, went back to sleep. But the very next morning, I tell you, God's got a sense of humor. I mean, help comes to the most unlikely people. Yeah. A letter came through the door, and it was for the tax collector. And there was a refund. <laughs> Whoever heard of the tax man giving me the refund? Eh? <laughs> Who says God's not into miracles? 
And there was a refund for 900 pounds. <laughs> Paid the bill. <laughs> I'm telling you, God's always a step ahead of you. When we were building the King's Church in Motherwell, I remember it was a high unemployment, about 30, 30% of the congregation were unemployed. And we got into this building program, this is mainly 25, 35 years ago. And the cost was 250,000. And we pledged. Pastor said, give a pledge, and people pledged for 10 years to get money. I want to tell you this, that 250,000 was paid before the building was finished in 18 months. I came in one day for the, for the board meeting and said, Sam, we've all got to give. And we're moving about a thousand pound each. The man says, oh, have you give that? You know you'd be able to buy a pair of shoes. And then she got convicted. God, she says, God has said, what have you ever sacrificed for me? So she got the next month, she says, I think we should give it a thousand pounds. So we gave it. The following week, I left from the manager's director, giving me a rise. And this was after the annual increase. This was just me, not the company. Don't know why you get that. Don't know why you gave me, but gave me anyway. <laughs> and I got a rise of a thousand pounds. God is good. God is good. Another wee couple were getting engaged and they pledged the engagement ring money in. 250,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was platinum. <laughs> 250 pounds they put in. On their way home, they stopped at the garage and they got a pet or scratch card. And then won 250 pounds. I mean, who says God's no good sense of humor, eh? God knows how to look after you. God says, I know your needs. Feel not. What do you know about tomorrow? God, your Father, knows what you need, and He will provide all your needs according to His riches. In Christ Jesus. King David says, I, I was young. Now I'm old. I know how it feels. I was young and now, and I've yet to see the righteous wanting bread. Your heavenly father knows how to look at Perhaps your money's as well as hell. I'm going to catch the COVID. What if I do? What if I don't? What offer? God's not only a provider financially, he's a healer. I got a stay there uh, only a year ago now. My blood count was about one, like about 32 or something, and the doctor says, oh, definitely, first rate cancer. And uh, he says, okay. And we started the investigation. But they later went for another count. And it dropped from 32 to 12. I said, well, 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 we'll get a wee while then, have another look. <laughs> what night later, it dropped to three. 
and you're getting these terrifying Christmas lists. I mean, they start about May. By the time you get to December, you're bankrupt. <laughs> they get bigger and bigger and bigger. I've changed my mind. I don't want that new. I've already bought it. <laughs> your heart, you, know, you, you mean you bend backwards to satisfy your children, won't you? <clears throat> How much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to them ask? Your father knows you. What is that the Bible says? The father. Your father desires to give you the kingdom. In other words, you can have it all. There's no limit. Having given you Jesus his best, nothing you can ask or impart with him. Your father knows how to give good gifts. He'll not see you wanting. He is able for the worst that is to come. I think there's some reason not to worry. I want to change your fear for faith. Faith means trust. Trust. You have said, Lord. You have said, Lord. The promises are yes and amen in Christ. You have said, Lord. You're not a man that you should lie. God has made covenant and has swore an oath by himself. To maintain his covenant. So move your fear into the promises. Lord, you say. I'll read something on the, on the bank notes. Being married, I don't, I don't have any bit. Let me hands go on that first. And the bank note says, I promise to pay. And they spend those freely. Never challenging the promise. Never get into a shop yet. I don't know who this fella is. I mean, I went to a key once when I was going to BV and they wouldn't take my Scottish pounds. So they gave us 19 and 6 and a Mars bar. <laughs> <laughs> but God's promises are yes, damn it, Christ. Is let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Believe in me, says Jesus. Be not anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer. In everything. You know, it's amazing that the mighty God is interested in the mund in mundane things of our domestic life. Ask, and you'll see him. Just fear not. Not a sparrow falls to the ground. But God knows. You are much more valued than the sparrows. Let me share some scriptures to encourage you. Matthew 6. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or drink, nor for your body. What you should be on. For your life is more than meat. When I 
when we had our first child, oh, we were so excited. But we didn't put it in a basket and leave it on the doorstep. When you come to the Lord, as many as receive Christ, again, he gives the power to become a child of God. And he never leaves you on the doorstep. He's committed to you. You're his. Touch not my anointed. He'll protect you. He'll go before you. He'll fight for you. Matthew 21. All things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe in your receive. Believe in your receive. God is excessively generous. That's what grace is. Unmerited favor and generosity. God loves to bless you. Luke 12. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Acts 2, the promises to you as your children. No exclusions. No exclusions. No devil saying you got an appointment. <laughs> You've been before. You qualify. Have a listen. First Corinthians 2. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. When I look upon the world and listen to the wisdom of men, it's fearful, it's terrifying, it's frightening. God says, listen, don't listen to the world view. Put your trust in the power of God, in the power of God. He gives you the power to become a child of God. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. God's no respectful person. <laughs> Jesus died for you just as he died for me. Jesus intercedes for you. Jesus says, Father, it was for them that travailed. These nail pierced hands was for them. He makes all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency. <laughs> so where? And Karen would be, she used to say, ask for something, that's really funny. I'm not got enough money for that. Eh? She said, go to the bank. Do you think this wee machine they've all just post out money? <laughs> I said, well, then you go put it in before you get it. <laughs> God's reserves are endless, endless, inexhaustible, never drain dry, never get an out of service notice. All sufficiency and all things may abound to you in every good work. Second Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Of power and of love 
and I'm sad by. The trouble with things you are given is I'm going to receive. I'm going to receive. The prayer of God can sit in the shelf. The prayer of God can linger in heaven. Or the prayer of God can be operated in my life. Lord, you said, in the name of Jesus, please do. Hebrews 2. God, deliver them who fear of death for all the lives of the bondage. Friend of mine, his father died just before he was on duty for a trip to Miami. And he said to his wife, wasn't that a shame he missed his trip? And his wife says, George, he's away in heaven. He's in heaven. That's a lot better than Florida. <laughs> We've got to catch the vision of oh Lord, it's better to be there than I'll need to stay here for a wee while. No fear in death. Where's your sting? Death is just the entrance <laughs> into the new glory. Don't let it hold you in bondage. And first Peter says, casting all your care upon him. Other verses, roll it on. For he cares for you. Cast your care. Now you can pray. I want you to think about what are you? What you're anxious about? What you're fearful about? Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Lord, we do thank you for your sovereign power. Thank you for your amazing love. Lord, we just think it's so incredible that you should call us, save us, lift us up, establish our name. So grateful for we're able to see Abba, Father. Lord, we bring our fears to you this morning. Perfect love casts out all fear. We surrender our fears, Lord, our anxieties, Lord, to your love this morning. Anyone feels it would like it for us to pray for them? Lift up your hand and we'll pray for you. Here we go, Lord. Roll your keys on you. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. There's no mountain <laughs> that cannot be. Trust in the Lord and don't be spooked.
Amen.